today. Jobless claims top 36.5 million people. Uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court strikes down the extended stay-at-home order. And Joe Biden is included on the list of officials who requested to unmask Michael Flynn. Ooh, the drama. We've got a lot coming up, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Tim Young, back in the studio with uh, the Washington Times, and he would tell you all of the other places he's and less of a beard. with. Yes, and you got the haircut. I don't look as wise as I did last week. Well, so. I didn't want to say anything to hurt your feelings. I have to act out to raise my You level. still got the glasses to give you credibility, though, so it's fine. We've, we've got Newsmax host Grant Stinchfield Thank you, Sarah. back in the house as, as well, uh, along with Yaku Buyans who is a filmmaker, uh, a fellow at the Falkirk Center, and you've, you're like Tim. It would take me 10 minutes to go through all of the You always forget my favorite, NFLer. I mean, that's I like the biggest Former right NFL there. player. I was going to say Dr. the difference Williams. between him and me is that he makes money. I just have <laughs> a lot of titles. <laughs> We've got a lot to get into. Uh, let's cover first this, uh, the jobless claims. They have topped 36.5 millions, uh, million. There are nearly 3 million Americans who filed for new unemployment benefits last week that has obviously pushed that up. Uh, the Dow dropped 300 points in futures trading upon hearing this news. Again, I, I feel like a broken record at this point because this is something that we've been talking about this entire time that they have been shutting us down. Um, hey, guys, there are going to be ramifications for this down the road. You're looking at Great Depression levels of you know, economic recession uh, and depression. And here we're seeing it all, uh, all play out in the latest jobless claims numbers, Tim, what, what can you make of this? Yeah, this is awful. I mean, we, we need to open up. I mean, that's that's going to be the message the entire time. A lot of the topics looked at them already because I prepared. <laughs> uh, it's going to be all open up, open up, open up. It's more than me. I didn't prepare. I, yeah, so too, I don't, it's a surprise <laughs> to me. Tim already knows. <laughs> I know, But here's the thing. Uh, you know, I, you take a look at this and you realize that all of these people who are on unemployment are getting an extra $600 from the federal government as well. This is increasing our national debt by mm -hmm. record rates at the same time. Uh, this is insane at this point. We need to open up. People need to be allowed to get back to work. Yeah. And Grant, I mean, even I, I agree with Tim's point. We need to open up. Even when we do, though it doesn't just flip back on, right? It's not a No, a I was switch. hoping it would be a light switch, but as you see the the policies they're putting in place to open back up, it doesn't appear that it's going to be a light switch. I do think there's going to be a slow growth, though, once we open up. Um, it's important to note, too, though, the Dow recovered. Mm -hmm. I think it was up 300 points today. So this really is to be expected. I don't think it's any surprise to anybody that the jobless numbers comes in and you're looking at millions of people out of work. And to Tim's point, you have people staying home because of that extra $600. So not only are you collecting state unemployment tax, they're getting that subsidy from the federal government. They're making more money than they were working at their regular job. Now, you tell me what sense that makes. Talk about debt. We're laying this on our kids. Yeah. I got a 10-year-old. You, you got a kid. You got one on the way. Mm -hmm. This is on their shoulders. It's, on it's sad. Their shoulders and their children's yeah, shoulders. I mean, there's no beyond, telling how yeah, we're far We're going two, this three goes. generations deep here. Sorry, yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but no, I'm just telling you I'm about done. Right. Open the country up. All of it. Not 25 percent here. Be smart. Of course, I'm not. Newsom, I'm about to drive to California and sit with this guy and say, what are you going to do when your people can't eat? You think he'll sit with you? I don't think three, he'll sit no, with he's you. A coward. <laughs> no, he's a coward. He's a coward. Three more months is what they're saying to these people. I've got people calling from California saying, you're going to see real issues. Remember, I'm from Africa. Yeah. Seen this movie play before. 
Mm-hmm. I've seen it play when there's no food in the streets and what happens, okay? I've seen this and it's not good. This is the United States of America. It's time to take our freedom back. This is a freedom battle now. Yeah. UNICEF actually said, uh, to your point, uh, that 1.2 million kids are expected to starve to death this year because of this. Mm. Uh, so the employment rate, uh, the unemployment rate is 14.7. Uh, this is also the biggest loss in the United States history as far as job loss goes. Uh, numbers obviously highest since World War II. And of course, the um, unemployment rate under President Trump, it had dropped from Barack Obama at 10 percent. We saw that drop to 3.4 percent under President Trump. Now we're all of a sudden looking at 14.7. Does President Trump ultimately, I know it depends on who I have on, what the answer is. So I want to get all of your feedback. Does President Trump pay the price at the ballot box for these unemployment numbers, even though you're seeing it come from a whole new different animal, right? It's not something that he did specifically for the economy that wasn't in response to a global pandemic um, and something that was unknown that we were all told that we needed to fear. So does he pay that unemployment price? Does he pay for those unemployment numbers at the ballot box, do you think, Tim? California's 25th uh, congressional district special special election would say otherwise. I mean, that flipped 24 points from the last uh, from 2018 to now, which was Katie Hill's yeah. old seat. It turns out when you brush your staffer's hair, yeah, the throuple thing, I guess, is not a. Is not she a was thing not socially left. distancing, and I think no. she needed to there. Uh, <laughs> but no, it really looks like people are going to rebel against their governors in blue states and rebel against blue in general. I, I think that there's going to be a red wave. I hate to like make, make a bold prediction like that because you know, but that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Grant, what do you think? I would say on, based on jobless numbers alone, it's clear that doesn't help the president. But the left's reaction to all of this does help the president. And, and I think whether you look at blue governors, blue states, blue city leaders, you look at Los Angeles and, and what they're doing to keep the city closed. And, and then, of course, you look at the media and you have to say, if you're a reasonable person, this is outrageous what they are doing to President Trump and laying this at his feet. Come on. I mean, you talked about Barack Obama. The un- unemployment numbers were, what, a 10 percent yeah. at the highest? So, I mean, we're only 4 percent above where it was, where Barack Obama's worst worst point was. And that was just based on bad economic and policy. And that wasn't that long ago right. yeah. either. And exactly. This is an artificial downturn. This is, this is not real numbers based on anything to, that's bad with the economy. This was simply a silent, you know, weaponized disease mm-hmm. that, uh, that has been used against us. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with Tim. You're going to see a red wave. The economy will turn back. We've got smart people in America. We still do. People understand this is not one man's fault. No one man can be blamed for this. They will try to lay it at his feet because what else do they have? This is going to be Hail Mary upon Hail Mary until the end of the year. They're going to grab at straws. The reason Newsom is the guy that's going to hold out like Dak Prescott is holding out to sign his contract that the Cowboys signed the damn contract, Dak, right? Newsom is going to hold out. Here's why. It's the last stand because of that electoral college in California, and they will push this thing as close to November as possible because they don't want you to go to the ballot box. Mm-hmm. Listen to me. They want you to mail in a vote so they can steal this thing from you, America, and do this all over again. Hey, they had mail-in ball- ballots at that congressional election that, that the Republicans just took, yeah. Yeah. which is pretty surprising. Yeah, but I'm just telling you, if they're going to throw Hail Mary after Hail Mary to try and... You know, throw it at Trump's feet. It's not his fault. To answer, I don't think so. I think the American people understand why 
we have the jobless numbers we have. It's not because of his failed policies. Well, and you also see, uh, to Yaku's point, Tim, you also see, I know you could make the argument that, well, yeah, I mean, President Trump ultimately kind of tied the governor's hands behind their backs and made them make this decision. But I don't think so. I think that he was very clear that he was making recommendations based on, you know, these top public health experts. And it was the governors of these particular states who then decided what they wanted to do with the information that President Trump gave to them and the recommendations of the CDC and the top public health experts. So really, when you look at it, I mean, the the states have some responsibility. I would argue more responsibility in this whole thing than President Trump. What do you think? Yeah, and it's really apparent from Twitter that Democrats don't understand how the government works. Because (laughs) at the beginning, they said Donald Trump should use his power to shut all the states down. He refused to do that. Then when he said, I want to open everything up, they were like, you can't do that. (laughs) So it's very clear that Democrats don't, especially on Twitter, don't understand how policy works and what the president's uh, uh, powers include. But, uh, yeah, no, this isn't going to fall back on him at all. I think people are smart now. We have social media. We have the blaze. We have 24-hour news cycles, like how I did the plug. Uh, and, uh, and people know to do their own research now, and they're sick of this stuff. Maybe if it was in the 60s, Democrats could get away with this when you only had a newspaper mm-hmm. or, like, one television yeah, channel. Right. Not anymore. Yeah. Uh, I want to switch to the, uh, the new, the latest stimulus coronavirus relief uh, bill that the Democrats are looking at passing. They just recently released it this week. It's another $3 trillion. And apparently there are critics who are saying, now it is, what, 18, uh, 1,815 pages. So there ain't no one going to read that bill. All right, I can tell you, there. The, we could probably count the number of lawmakers on one hand mm-hmm. who will actually go through the reading of that entire bill. But uh, Pelosi apparently snuck in a provision to include what some are calling amnesty for illegal aliens who work in jobs declared essential. Uh, It allows some illegals who are engaged in essential critical infrastructure labor or uh, services in the United States to have a, quote, period of deferred action on deportation. Um, You know, it's interesting to me because I feel like one doesn't have anything to do at all with the other. I'm, I'm really struggling trying to figure out what coronavirus relief bill has to do with deferred deportation. Grant, can you work that one out for well, me? Well, this is what I mean when I say they've weaponized this virus. This is what they do. They've used the virus now to push in every single liberal ornament that they can hang on their own liberal Christmas tree. And so now they want to give amnesty to illegals. Go figure. They've been pushing this for, mm-hmm. for years. Part of that, too, is to a mass release of federal prisoners. And they'll tell you these are nonviolent prisoners. But Yako has been around the court system for a very long time. I can tell you these prisoners plea down. They get sent to jail for crimes that are much less than the crimes they were initially uh, accused of. Just they don't have to go through trial and they plead this out. These are violent people that will get on the streets. And so, look. They coddle the criminal, whether they're illegal criminals, whether they're American criminals. That's what you get from the left. And what happens? Good people in America get hurt because yeah, of it. That's right. Yaku. That's right. You, you can't say it better than that. It's a fact. And it's with reckless abandon of the American worker. You want to you take care of an illegals. How about Nancy Pelosi? You focus on America first. Americans. Mm-hmm. Americans, right? We're here for a reason. And you're talking to an immigrant, a legal immigrant. I, I understand the value here. We need to take I just want to be clear. He said a legal immigrant. Legal. Not 
illegal immigrant. A very legal. Went through it the right way. Sworn in as a U.S. citizen. Took the test, which most of you may fail. More patriotic. More (laughs) patriotic than a lot of Americans who were born here. I will say that as well. That test is no joke, too, that you have to study for there. There's no joke. No, you need to actually understand how government works. The left would fail that test. Nancy may fail the test. No, I agree with Grant. Uh, Bad people are going to walk around on the street and other lives are being lost to collateral damage again is is unsurmountable. Yeah. We saw it in New York. Rikers Island let out like 190 criminals. 110 of them have been rearrested for things like burglary. Literally let out for corona in New York City and now they're burglarizing people's homes. Yeah. And it's not just that. It's that these people are being let out onto the streets, but people like Shelley Luther are spending time in jail for the awful crime of going to work and trying to make money to feed her family. You pointed at me because I got my hair cut at her salon yeah. uh, this past week at Salon Almo. God bless those people. And by the way, $3 trillion is roughly $10,000 per American. And if that bill doesn't just say $10,000 or $9,000 per American, shove it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Uh, it's, and it's not just uh, illegal aliens that, that critics are saying the money is, is going towards. Uh, also, Planned Parenthood, apparently abortion clinic workers are categorized in this bill, uh, which is called the HEROES Act. That's just so cute and warm and fuzzy. But uh, abortion clinic workers are categorized as essential workers, and uh, the HEROES Act, this new bill, would provide $200 billion in hazard pay for essential workers. Uh, Yaku, sounds a lot like what Grant was just saying, which is they're just weaponizing this to try to get what they want. The, the problem I see is will that, will that trickle down to the average American person? Will they see that the left is completely politicizing you know, first they're shutting you down. They're not letting you feed your family. Then they're playing politics with your life, basically, and your yeah, life. And they're trying to buy you at yeah. this point. We're buying people now. We're buying. We're paying you to stay home. We're paying you to move towards socialism. We're basically slowly killing you and, f- and forcing you to socialism. I hope so, Sarah. It shows like this. Honestly, this is a shameless plug. We better. We better crank up the volume. And we, we really, honestly, Glenn, everybody, we better be getting the word out quickly about what's really happening because historically the american people has had the fleece wool pulled over their eyes mm-hmm. historically we have i'm just being honest we, our 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 situational awareness is not very high in this country yeah. and we have surface level we don't really go deep and we need to really go deep on these issues the way you just said it unless it says nine to ten thousand dollars per american shove it because the money doesn't trickle down i don't believe Mm-hmm. nor does the information. So we, we're going to have to do a really good job to inform people. Yeah, uh, we've got a lot more coming up next, including Wisconsin Supreme Court striking down the extended stay-at-home order. We will get into that. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. So I'm sure that you have, uh, like most people, your home is the most valuable asset that you have. You've invested all of this money into your home. It's maybe your retirement nest egg. Well, what you might not know is that there are online scammers who are just laying in wait waiting to go get a hold of your home's title. They will forge your signature because all of your home titles, it's all kept online now. Everything's kept online. They will forge, forge your signature on the title. They can go and basically they just own your, own your home and your equity and they can sell it. They can take out a loan against your equity. They can do whatever it is that they want. They'll leave you with the payments. No bank covers you. Uh, No insurance covers you. No identity theft program covers you. The only way I know of personally to avoid this nightmare is going with Home Title Lock. You can go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address to see if you are already a victim. You're not going to know it 
unless you go in, enter your address, and they can check for you. Again, there's nothing else that's checking this system, okay? So you're not going to know if you're a victim unless you go look up your address, hometitlelock.com. Use code Y, that's W-H-Y, for 30 free days of protection to help you through this crisis if it does turn out that you are affected. But it's worth looking up, you guys. You don't want to lose your nest egg, your retirement nest egg. you got to go to HomeTitleLock.com. That is promo code YWHY at HomeTitleLock.com. Good news for those of you uh, smart ones who disagree with all of these stay-at-home lockdowns. Uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin Supreme Court has struck down the extended stay-at-home order. It was a four-to-three decision that was just released yesterday. Now, um, what happened was the case was filed against the DHS secretary designee. Her name is Andrea Palm. Uh, she was the one who issued the order on orders from the Democrat Governor Evers over in Wisconsin. So in striking down the order, the court ruled that uh, Palm both violated the law in the specific manner in which the rule was adopted and also exceeded her statutory authority in the scope of the rule. Uh, they also said that, uh, that this wasn't involved in this particular lawsuit, but the court did note that um, they cast doubt on whether the governor could have set, promulgated an equivalent rule. Uh, and the court said, you know, obviously, if there's a forest fire that breaks out, you need immediate action. You know, we understand that. But in the case of a pandemic, which lasts month after month, the governor cannot rely on emergency powers indefinitely. Uh, Tim, it's almost like they read this really old, dusty document in making this decision the and decided... Crazy. I think that's what it's called. The whole I can't part remember. about. So at one point in our country's history, we were actually ruled by another country, and then we had to fight them off because they had like done stuff like this huh. where they limited liberty. Hmm. It started a whole war, and then we were like, we're never going back to that. <laughs> uh, and then that's exactly. Uh, wait, what no, I think there's, that there's an asterisk in that says we're never going back to that unless there's Orange a man really bad scary pandemic. virus. Unless Orange yeah. Man bad as well. Yeah. That was also on there. They they predicted it. The framers knew everything. Now, uh, you know, all of these stay-at-home orders are unconstitutional. I think when it comes down, it'll go to the Supreme Court. I, I believe I'm going to predict that it'll go 6-3 in the Supreme Court when it eventually really? gets there. I bet one of the, the liberal justices gets their head screwed on straight and, and votes that these are uh, unconstitutional. Because, That's again, optimistic. It's, it's overreach from an executive branch, mm -hmm. and it's overreach on people's personal liberty. Who are they to deem what's essential, what's not? Who are they to deem uh, whether or not you can operate your own business or go walk in a park this is insane. This entire thing has been insane, and I, I think that's a very positive move that Wisconsin, uh, their Supreme Court, struck it down, the beginning of the end of this. Yeah, great. I would like to add that it's insane, not only because it's tyrannical and unconstitutional, but it's also insane because the science does not back it yes. up. Yeah. Yeah. The more information we are getting about all of these people who were infected, that have had the antibodies with no symptoms whatsoever, the death rate is plummeting right now to the point where we're shutting down everybody. And then Fauci comes out and says, maybe no more schools. I don't know if you have that on the list or not, but no more schools. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. How are people supposed to go to work? There's like another side of the whole school issue, too. Of course. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, the, other, well, the other thing, too. Sorry. Yeah, no, uh, go, Tim, go. Uh, yesterday when Fauci was talking, was it yesterday the Senate hearing? Everything is a blur now to me. When he, I when think he had it this, was. The, the Sunday is the day yesterday. the big paper comes. That's how I figure out my days of the week. <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday, the big paper comes. <laughs> 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 Fauci brought God, up sad. 
Kawasaki syndrome now. Yes, and it's like they Kawasaki keep moving syndrome. the goalposts, yeah. moving the goalposts to the point that I think at some point the plot points from Sharknado come into this to keep people staying at home under Fauci. <laughs> like it's just getting ridiculous. And Kawasaki syndrome is very curable, and people can very rarely get it. It's just it's nuts at this point. Yeah. Yeah, look, here I go. Tinfoil hat, right? And I've been accused on this show before, but I wear it in private. Well, hold on. You're not accused. We you didn't just accuse always, you. Okay. You just always offer it up okay. as a theory I, I'll wear the tinfoil hat. Okay, <laughs> here we go. I'm just telling you, behind the curtain... It's Barack there, Obama. There, there's very, very <laughs> few people that's really, really standing with this president in his close circle. And, and I believe he knows who they are and who they're not. And Fauci is on a bad path. This guy's pointing in the wrong direction, Okay. It's starting to feel like he wants that 18-month lockdown. Remember what they said in the beginning? Mm-hmm. Came out of the halls of the Ivy League establishments. We need 18 months. They want to go there. It, it, is, it is so ridiculous. But one thing that we don't realize is the impact America has on the global economy and what, world, what countries do. You've got presidents in Africa. And I firsthand witnessed this past week. They say, because America is talking, because Fauci is saying this, because they're saying no schools, they're on total lockdown. South Africa is on house arrest. You can't go to the grocery store without a note from the police. People going, OK, then come to my house, police, so I can get a note. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's not enough police. Yeah. They're arresting people to go to the grocery store. I mean, this is insane. And they're pointing at America saying, America's, you know, look right. at California, CNN, you know, and so it's America's reckless. supposed to be the freest country out here, exactly. and this is what they're doing. Exactly. It's reckless. Yeah. It's really reckless, yeah. Um, Grant, I want to go back to something that you brought up, which was Fauci's comments about school. President Trump has come out and said, no, we can't do that. Uh, we, need to, we need to open up. I disagree with him on that. Um, I want to get into that conversation because I do think it is a very important one to be had. But let's listen to President Trump's remarks on Dr. Fauci saying uh, that we need to be careful about opening schools. These are young people. These are students, young students. They're in great shape. They're in great shape. Now, will you have an incident, one out of a million, one out of 500? That Will something happen, perhaps? But, you know, you can be driving to school and some bad things can happen, too. So, no, we're going to open our country. Sorry, we want it open. When you say Dr. Fauci is playing both sides, are you suggesting that the advice well, he's given to you is, is I was different? surprised by his answer, actually, uh, because, uh, you know, uh, it's just, to me, it's not an acceptable answer, especially when it comes to schools. So uh, maybe hopefully optimistic about the president's response to Dr. Fauci. uh, But something that I really, really took interest in that Fauci said when he made these comments about schools reopening was he said, um, we're talking about treatments. And he said, well, you know, I don't know if there's going to be a potential treatment. But he said, but we're not really talking about treating a student who gets ill, but how the student will feel safe in going back to school. If this was a situation where we had a vaccine, that would be the end of that issue in a positive way. Uh, But we don't see a vaccine playing out that quickly. So what I take from this is we're not really looking at logics and facts and statistics. We're looking at making sure that the student feels safe when they go back to school, which is just such a dangerous road to go down. Guess what happened to flatten the curve? It was all it's about flatten the curve. It's a great And then question. all of a sudden, now it's not flatten the curve. No. Now it's you got to have a vaccine. Now we got to have a cure. Yep. 
for all of this. Meanwhile, I'm reading articles in every city across the country that thousands of students have disappeared. They don't know where they are. They're not showing up for their online courses. Kids don't have the internet in a lot of places. And they don't have computers. And sometimes they don't have parents who are good parents and want to take care of them and do that. You know, my question is, and maybe you guys can help me on this, I'm so skeptical of everybody that I look at Dr. Fauci as a deep state liberal, that that he's somehow ill-intentioned in all of this. But I don't know, maybe he's just a big government liberal who, who finds his job as a doctor, that he needs to take care of everybody, and he's overly protective. But boy, oh boy, it sure seems like every time he comes out to say something, he's saying it against what the president has just said. And I don't know whether he's ill-intentioned or if he's been in government for way too long. But either way, I'm starting to back the whole fire Fauci idea. I, I'll, I'll tell you this. You saw a wartime president, because this is wartime Times. Maybe not bullets flying, but this is you saw a wartime president with logic make sound decision and he's battling. You watch him. He's battling not to throw Fauci under the bus there. Track Fauci. This is a this is a, a, a Clinton Foundation guy. OK, this is a guy that's as deep in the deep state as you can mm-hmm. get in deep in the deep state. I'm telling you, OK, the, the funding that came for the universities that he's attached to research and develop in the past. Just follow the money. Okay, he's going to speak like this. Why are we focusing on children, which we already deemed are the safest in our society? Why not focus on those that potentially had preconditions, showed that they were ill? Something as simple as, hey, if you've had COPD for the last three, four years, if you've had upper respiratory problems, we know you're using medicine. This is, you know, this is medicine that's prescribed every month. We're going to spend money and focus on you. Johnny over here, that's 12-year-old that wanted to go play soccer. We don't worry about feel good. The left is all about feeling good. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also a backdoor way to continue to collapse the economy because if you're a single parent, if your parents at home, do you know how much child care costs? I've learned this. Actually, that was my, what my piece was about this week. I don't have kids. I have a bourbon collection, so I don't understand this. I stayed with a family oh, here. Those were the days. And, right? That's why I'm fat. <laughs> we, have, um, we have kids, okay? This is but, a big issue. Well, right? well, let me just say, I have a child, so I have uh, the child and the child care and the bourbon collection for when the children go to bed. Go ahead. Well, mine's 350 <laughs> bottles, yours is probably three. But here's the thing. It's a backdoor way when, when kids have to go to school or can't go to school during the day, they're stuck at home, and those parents or those single parents can't go to a job or they have to pay for childcare, which is ridiculously expensive. Mm-hmm. And so it continues to keep things at a terrible level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, we've got much more coming up. First, we want to thank our sponsor this segment, Laurel Springs. So we're talking about uh, all of this craziness that's going on with public schools. Are they going to be open? Uh, you know, are you going to be able to send your kids anywhere? Are you going to be stuck in giving them? I know I get in trouble because people who homeschool are like, stop calling it homeschooling. OK, this is crisis online learning. You're not a real homeschool mom. All right. I got it. But for those of you who don't want to crisis online learn their kids, Laurel Springs is going to be a huge asset for you. They are an accredited online private school for students K through 12th grade, so they can take care of all of it. Uh, They recognize that each child is unique. They are unique individuals with their own personal interests, their own learning styles, and they have a very flexible learning program that offers challenging and diverse elective courses. They are accredited by the Western Association of Schools and Colleges and Advanced ED, which means their transcripts are recognized by colleges and universities all over the world. You can register your child today at laurelsprings.com slash why. You'll get a free uh, registration fee that's waived. 
a waived registration fee. All you got to do is go to laurelsprings.com slash W-H-Y for your waived registration fee. laurelsprings.com slash Y. Back in a minute. Former Vice President Joe Biden is now being named as one of the people who uh, sought to unmask Michael Flynn. I know, you know, we've covered this at great lengths. I don't want to go into all of the details that we've covered uh, in previous days. But as we know, the DOJ was, for all intents and purposes, dropping the case against Michael Flynn until the judge got involved. Judge Emmett Sullivan uh, has now said that, whoa, 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 hold on, not so fast here. Does anyone else want to give some outside arguments to uh, convince me to drop this case? Third parties, anyone? Because I don't really want to drop this case yet. Yeah, that doesn't stink at all. Uh, But apparently now we know not only Joe Biden, but uh, former FBI Director James Comey, former CIA Director John Brennan, former Director of National Intelligence James Clapper, and uh, former President Barack Obama's then Chief of Staff Dennis McDonough, they all were involved in requesting to unmask Michael Flynn. Now, um, I know that if you listen to the mainstream media, there is a lot of unmasking is not a big deal. All right. Unmasking. They unmask so many different people every year. It's not a big deal. It's legal. It's fine. But my question is, why go through the trouble of having an unmasking system if it was just so routine? Can I counteract the media argument? Please. It is not common to have three dozen top administration officials mm-hmm. getting down into the weeds and unmasking the name of who turns out to be a political opponent and working for a political opponent. This is such an outrage. You're spying on American citizens. And this whole idea that somehow uh, Michael Flynn w- was not part of the government in any way. He was the incoming national security advisor. He had every right to be doing what he's doing, including talking to the Russian ambassador. The mainstream media, again, is covering mm-hmm. for Barack Obama and Joe Biden. And I'm telling you, Joe Biden's sexual assault deal is one thing. This is a blockbuster because he sat in that office with Barack Obama and they talked about President Trump and Michael Flynn and the reason they did it is because they knew Michael Flynn had the goods on them and this whole thing was a Russian hoax. They knew the Russian hoax, Michael Flynn had all of it and they figured we gotta squash him and squash him now. That is not the America I live in. Not under President Trump. It certainly was under Barack Obama. It's an outrage. What do you make of the judge? Because I see this and I'm like, could you be making yourself any more obvious that you are one of these deep staters who wants to protect everyone at all costs? I mean, like there's no precedent for the judge to do what he did. Why stick your neck out like that? So weaponized is the word of the day. Okay, whether they weaponize a virus or they weaponize the judicial system. This is what you get when you have liberal judges on the bench who are working for the politicians in office and trying to run this whole socialist liberal agenda, and they'll do anything to keep their power. This is all about power. It's not about what is right and just. Yeah, yeah look, you gotta, you gotta believe, and I do, you gotta believe the phone rings and, and the judge gets the call and go, your last line of defense here. Yeah. You gotta do something, your last line of defense. You know, I just wanna shout out to Sidney Powell, Okay. Thank you, Sydney. Sydney Powell, keep going. She's an amazing woman that's defending Michael Flynn, doing a fantastic job. It's it's unjust. We we've said, you know, 
Lady Liberty's eyes are closed. I mean, it's... I'm sorry I get so upset. Bl- bl- I like it. Don't ever apologize for that, Grant. That means good ratings. I think Newsmax is bringing the fire. <laughs> that means good ratings, Tim. I just couldn't imagine a court anywhere in, in America when both sides say, let's dismiss the case. The judge going, hold on. Yeah. Let's go outside the courtroom now. I'm going to go yell down the street and see if we can find somebody else who wants to keep this going. It's like, we don't want a couple to get married. Any any objection before I well, say right. I And then they leave and go for it. Yeah, yeah no, because it really, truly, I, I was thinking about that this morning when I was getting ready. I thought, okay, so bring this to a local level, right? So the DA uh, has been given some sort of charge from the from the police officers, right? From the police that what marijuana or whatever, whatever the case, and the DA drops the case. The judge steps in and says, no, don't drop the case yet. You would never see that at any sort of local level. More basic, say that the cop doesn't show up for your speeding ticket and the, and the judge calls yeah. the cop on the phone and says, hey, listen, I'll hold the case yeah. for another two hours if you got time. Take lunch. Take your time to get in here. and we'll, I'll just put you, you on know. speaker right. and you can just yeah. go ahead and give us your story. But this guys, didn't that happen with the impeachment when we went to the Senate? Uh, we want to call more witnesses, please. Now, you had mm-hmm. your chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had, right. that, this that is case their, was um, signed, sealed, and delivered. We were told that. They had souvenir pens. Right. This <laughs> is over. Come on. So, yeah, those pens, they walked them ceremonially. It was a slow walk, too. It was a slow and walk. She probably had an ice cream party afterwards, exactly. too. We missed out on the chocolate ice cream party. Grant, I wanna, I'm, just, I'm trying to fire you up a okay. little bit more right now. Um, so, you know, you look at... Adam Schiff, you want to mention his name? Because I'll get fired up about it. I do. You know, you look at the, a lot of people will say, well, you know, you, you got to be careful when you start investigating a former president because that sets a bad precedent. And I'm looking at this and I'm saying, what happened to the peaceful transition of power yeah. that we always had in America? Now you have this president who was involved in this. If we don't investigate it, I mean, the Democrats have already gone there, right? We've already spent the last three years talking about Russia and Russian collusion, and they investigated every single person who was tied to President Donald Trump and came up with nothing. They found the crime before they actually found the evidence to the crime. I mean, what happens to America if we don't investigate the highest places that this goes? If you break the law, I don't care whether you're a former president of the United States, a current president of the United States, or a past president of the United States, or the dog catcher. If you break the law, you need to be investigated. Now, Barack Obama has also not following the whole model of let's not criticize current presidents. Let's kind of stay out of the deal. This guy is a thorn in the side of of President Trump. And I am convinced you want to talk about a a tinfoil hat. Mine's on the floor and I squashed it because there's nothing to do with a tinfoil hat. Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton are still pulling strings with the deep state in Washington. They are behind all of this. They were behind the Russian collusion nonsense, both of them. And it's all coming out now. And so it's going to be hell to pay. So I'm sorry, Mr. President Obama, that you may get investigated, but it's about high time we do it. And Biden, too, because they're as dirty as you can you can imagine. Yeah, this is an Obama gate. If I've ever seen something like I mean, this is just it is time. Watch. Let's go back to Hunter a little bit. Just pull on that string a little harder. Yeah. What have we forgotten about him? No Let's one's talking about that Hunter, anymore. Because you want to see Joe unravel? Former President Vice Vice President Joe Biden, just pull on that hunter string. Working on a little his more. next contract with China. Come on, man, he's busy. Yeah. <laughs> pull on that string. It's tough over there. Tim, uh, your oh yeah, I, listen, I, you, you've kind of covered everything here. But the the big thing, and and you're missing this from the fifty thousand foot perspective. You're not supposed to be able to investigate your political opponents. We were told this for years and years and years after they had started to investigate Trump. They set him up mm-hmm. and now they've investigated him for three years. But you're not allowed to investigate political opponents. And we keep being like it's literally they scream this at the same time while doing the exact same thing. And it's over and over and over again. And I hate to admit it. 
all the conspiracy theorists have been right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I always reserve comment on these types of things. And like Michael Flynn, I waited the entire time. I was like, and everybody's like, oh, he was set up at Steep State. I hate that they're right. They're right. That's why yeah. I squashed the tinfoil hat. Yeah. Crumple it up. It, I mean, and isn't it interesting, though, that, that there were alternative media sources, uh, you know, I... Blaze TV included, hey, uh, who were saying from the get-go, this isn't right, this doesn't smell right. You know, I know Dan Bongino had been on this since day one, but that was the only place that you were hearing any inkling of that was from alternative media sources. That was it. Yeah, and they all got uh, deplatformed for the most part. So, like, that's another thing. Like, you take a look at somebody who I don't agree with half of the things or probably 90% of the things he says. It's based out of Austin and, uh, and does a lot of stunty things. I hate that he was right. Yeah. Like, it's, but you know, I'm glad that they were, and I'm glad that these voices are out there, and that's why they need to have their platforms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Back in a minute. Yeah. What's next? Not here. What's next? What are the- Uh, I want to go for a second to San Diego. San Diego County Supervisor uh, says that only six of 194 coronavirus-related, that's the key word there, coronavirus-related deaths that were in the county. He says only six of the 194 appear to be pure coronavirus deaths, meaning they died from the virus, not just had the virus at the time of their death. Now, uh, he's already gotten some pushback. Public health officer uh, over there in San Diego suggested that he was being callous. Uh, by saying that, suggesting that, and saying their life is no less valuable than someone's life who does not have an underlying medical condition. This is not just San Diego, how San Diego does it. This is the way that we, this is the way that we're counting the numbers throughout the entire country, which to me isn't really an excuse so much as it is an admission that all of this is a farce and uh, the numbers are probably much less than they're telling us that they are. Grant, you're looking at me like you agree. Well, I totally agree. I mean, it is a farce, and the numbers aren't what they're telling us. I mean, nobody dies of natural causes anymore. Yeah. Right. You only die of COVID. Right. And and can we just say, by saying this is a farce doesn't mean we don't believe that coronavirus is real, right? Coronavirus is a thing. Of course it is a thing. But the inflated numbers is the problem. The problem is you've now incentivized hospitals to declare coronavirus as the cause of death. They're getting... I don't know what the number is. Do you? It's like ten or $13,000. Every patient that dies... If they label it coronavirus. The penny, the, the penny drops right there. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's where the penny drops. It's great. You know they're instructing. They're suggestively hinting in a seven-page document to doctors across this country to potentially consider adding corona to the death certificate. I think they're telling okay. them to do it. So, I don't even so, think suggesting. So that, this fell play all throughout. We did have that conversation this morning with Nan Hayworth. It's fell play. You know? and, and by the way, the virus isn't the killing agent. It's conditions in the body. It's, it's lungs and pulmonary function. There's so many things happening. So to just go, oh, cor- oh, coronavirus killed that person. You better be dang sure yeah. that it wasn't something else. Yeah. And, well, and not to mention, Tim, just this, this move, the moving of the goalposts that we've discussed, I mean, just at great length for the last, what, how long have we been stuck in this? Eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like Groundhog's Day every single day. But the moving of the goalposts where, you know, you've got this collectivist mentality now that's growing that the, the media and that all of these health experts are pushing that 
Well, their lives are no less valuable than yours. Well, we're supposed to all modify. We're supposed to all shut down now for six people in one county. I mean, where where does it end? Uh, it doesn't end. And by the way, I am an expert on this because I tweeted out. I was looking at the actual coronavirus numbers on the CDC website and the actual deaths just from coronavirus from COVID-19 are about half or less. I tweeted that out. BuzzFeed wrote a debunking article about my tweet alone. Snopes wrote a debunking article about it. This is totally politics. And when me, a comedian who just happens to have a bit of a political following, mm-hmm. uh, tweets something out like that, just questioning. I just said, hey, why are the numbers lower here? And both BuzzFeed and Snopes and then a pile of other garbage outlets and blogs uh, try to debunk me. That tells you something's up. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Grant, I mean, really, you look at the the idea of individualism that has made this country so great. And, you know, we all have rights and we all have responsibilities that come with those rights. And then you look at this collectivist mentality that when taken to its extreme is just communism, right? That everyone has to work for this common good, that I'm here to protect you, that, I mean, yes, all life is valuable. As pro-lifers, of course, we think that all life is valuable, but you, you can't just factor in, oh, there's a couple people dying in this county, so we're going to shut the whole thing down or modify everything to protect people from dying. Correct me if I'm wrong, but death is kind of the, a whole part of this whole thing we call life. It, it, it's part of life. You know, I, I actually interviewed Rudy Gatlin of the Gatlin Brothers, and he's 67 years old, and he took the view of, look, when you got to go, you got to go. I'm, I'm not changing my whole life. And I think that's where politics start to come to play in this, too. Mm-hmm. You, you see those on, on the right that are saying, we're going to plow through this, we're going to get through it, and those on the left are running scared. And liberals typically tend to run scared. You know what? We're Americans. We're not supposed to be scared. We're the strongest country in Absolutely. the world. Absolutely. Let's act like it for yeah. a change. And you can't, you can't come as the left and tell me every life matters when it's convenient for you. Right. Okay, you can't. Is it or is it not? Because if it is, then you have to consider the collateral damage, the suicide rates through the roof in this country, children dying from hunger in this country. Does that life matter? Mm-hmm. No, no, it's, it's when it's convenient, Sarah. Then it matters all of a sudden. Yeah, it's just COVID-19 deaths. Yeah. You know what's matters. interesting? Uh, do you remember it was like eight or nine weeks, maybe longer than that. It might have been three months ago. I feel like we've we been were talking about years. COVID. You may have been here. <laughs> and it had not been a really big thing. This is like one of the first times it was ever started to get mentioned. And you asked me, are you worried about it? And I said, no, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about this. I don't think. Yeah. Everybody says, oh, Grant, you're wrong when you said, you know what? I'm still not worried about it. Yep. Yeah. I still don't have a different feeling than yeah. I had that day, except they ruined my country over right. this. Right. Yeah. And, well, and with that being said, you can understand why certain people with certain immune conditions or underlying health conditions may be worried about that for them. Of course. But that doesn't mean you put restrictions on the rest of the That's country. Right. That means that person makes the individual decision here in America where you're allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. The individual decision to stay home, to modify their life, to wear a mask every everywhere to sanitize their hands. I mean, there are, are so many other things that think that people could do if they are, in fact, scared themselves, which is a great reminder for all of you out there. If you uh, if you are a big fan of the lockdown, you know, when those restrictions are lifted, you don't have to leave. The government is not actually forcing you to leave. If you choose to stay home forever and you figure out a way that you can make that happen, you go for it. Can I just say, please, real quick, if you're one of those people driving around in your car solo with a mask on, I hope you stay home when the lockdown yeah. is yeah. over. We're going for runs no, with yeah, the mask no, but on. With the, no, but with the window open. Get back I in your house. yesterday, mask on, window open. <laughs> oh, no. You got to oh, take your no. mask off to smoke, though. Just remember. That's, what my, that's my husband saw someone in the car with the mask down here with a cigar. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, whatever. Okay. Maybe his wife made it. I don't know. Back in a minute. Good luck. <laughs> 
None of it makes any sense. I was at a meeting and this guy walks in. He's a huge guy, really nice guy. All right, yesterday's poll uh, question, what is Joe Biden's biggest weakness in November? Well, you guys agreed with us that mental faculties is the big one. (laughs) 72% of you said mental faculties, uh, followed by his corruption at 18%. His record with China coming in at 6% and the Tara Reid allegation at only 4%. Gosh, isn't that sad when there is an accusation, an allegation of sexual assault in 2020 where we're told believe all women And that is actually the least of Joe Biden's worries. Oh, you can't feel good if you're Joe Biden right now. Uh, All right. Today's poll. Who has the most to hide? You ready? Here are your options. Mm -hmm. Obama, Biden, Hillary or Trump. (laughs) Oh, that's hard. I mean, I, I guess I would say Hillary just because I think that woman is basically the devil. Hillary's the OG. She's been at this for like 30. Actually, no, Biden would be the OG before the Clintons. Yeah. I'm still going to go with Hillary. Okay. All right. Tim says Hillary. What do you say? I'm going to say right now, you know, Hillary's pretty smart. She probably has a lot to hide, but she's probably done a good job of it. I'm going to go with Biden because he's probably done a bad job of it. Okay. All right. That's fair. Yaku. That doesn't mean he has the most more to hide, though. Well, he's got it. Well, you answer the question how you want to. Hillary. 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 Okay. All right. Grant just wanted to. He just wanted to be a little different. That's all. Let us know what you think. You can go to the places Twitter. We'll see you tomorrow. We need a little tension. (laughs) Healthy tension. (laughs) 